So jobs over the next couple of years here in Adelaide. You've got to say, that's all good news. Speaking of good news, the lady who's the head of the public engagement at SA Museum, uh, Justine uh, Van Murica, joins me on the program this afternoon. Justine, good afternoon. Welcome to the Afternoon Show. Nice to talk to you. Thanks, Tony. It's always lovely to talk to you. All righty. Love this, uh, this initiative you've got. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, this is the, um, the Australasian Geographic Nature Photograph of the Year. Uh, down at the SA Museum, and this is uh, this is open to uh, photographers from just about all over the world, from here, naturally enough, from up in uh, Papua New Guinea, from uh, even down in the Antarctic. Not that there's many down there, and New Zealand. Tell us about this uh, this uh, uh, Australasian Geographic Nature Photograph of the Year. Tell us what it's all about. Well, Tony, the museum's actually been running this competition um, since its inception, and it's specifically for photographs taken in what we call our bioregion, which is Australia, New Zealand, New Guinea and Antarctica. Um, And the photographers do come from literally all over the world. And in in more recent years, um, our our major sponsor has come on board, which is Australian Geographic. And they really, we've just, with them in hand, we've really taken it to the kind of the next level. It's a worldwide competition. Um, The standard is absolutely phenomenal, but it must reflect our kind of what we call our bioregion of Australia, New Zealand, Antarctica and New Guinea. Justine, you say that it's open to uh, photographers from all over the world, all ages, all skill levels and uh, all nationalities uh, submitting. Now, these are photographs of, uh, of what specifically? I mean, there are several categories. A lot of them are about um, animals particularly, so animal portrait, animal behaviour, animal habitat. Um, there's one category which is called Our Impact, which is basically the positive or negative impact that man's had on the environment. Um, so there's kind of there's a category for black and white called monochrome. There's a category for under 18. So there really is a kind of category for almost every kind of landscape and nature photography. Um, and we're hoping in future years to include more categories, including what we call macro photography uh, and even astrophotography. Okay. Tell me about your judging panel that includes an old mate of mine, Stav uh, Pippos. Who are the other... Oh God, Stav's been... He must be 130 by now. Who are the other members of the uh, on the competition judges you've got this year? Oh, we were lucky enough to have Stavros. He's fantastic. <laughs> he doesn't look 130, I can tell you that, Tony. Right. Um, the other two judges are actually married couple um, of artist photographers, Narelle Ortio and Trent Park. Um, Trent was the first Australian... Uh, ever to be a member of uh, the Magnum Photographic Agency, which is quite a prestigious agency in France. Um, and Narelle is also an artist in her own right. And, and, you know, they're basically, they're kind of internationally renowned. And because of the lockdown, they just happened to be at home in Adelaide when we needed some judges along with alongside Stavros. Um, so to have the three of them was just a real coup. You've got a question, by all means, give us a ring, 8223-0000, that interactive number of us. Justine, uh, without being mercenary, what's in it for the winners? Are we talking about cash? Are we talking about uh, recognition? Are we talking about job offers to go and, uh, and take photographs all over the world? What's, uh, what's actually in it for the winners? Um, the overall winner, so the Nature Photographer of the Year actually wins $10,000, yeah. um, is the prize and a, an expedition with our partner Coral Expedition. And then our category winners and runners-up all win a cash prize as well. But I think in some cases, you know, people who've, who've started even in the junior competition have gone on to become nature photographers. A lot of their work is used in, in publications like Australian Geographic and they become known certainly for certain uh, photography skills like underwater or 
certain species, and and they do, by and large, go on to have quite successful careers. All right. Sylvia's question with an email, she said, um, is this competition based on similar exhibitions, stroke competitions overseas, or is this uh, an Adelaide Museum initiative? Um, This is actually a South Australian Museum initiative. There's a a gentleman called Dr Stuart Miller who started running it as a private individual, and then it kind of got a bit too big for him to run. Um, So he he came to us about 17 years ago and said, would you take it over? Um, And we have, and it's just gone from strength to strength. And even with COVID, this was our second highest number of entries ever this year. Really? Even with COVID? Oh, with the, oh, okay. The second highest number of entries so far this year. Is it open to the public, Justine? Can we actually come and have a look, see for ourselves? You absolutely can. It's open to the public. Um, there's uh, ticketing details on our website. It's a very modest ticket price, which also goes back to supporting um, exhibitions at the museum, and it's open until the 31st of October. Right. Uh, this is from uh, Sylvia. Sylvia says, uh, uh, Justine, what exactly is your role down there at SA Museum? What are you responsible? <laughs> hang on. What are you responsible for? All right, Justine, give yourself a nice big oh, plug. Sylvia, I like to say that I'm responsible for all the fun stuff. Um, and the fun so, stuff. <laughs> yeah. The fun stuff. Um, my job really is to manage things like exhibitions, um, events, education, a discovery centre, anything that visitors connect with in the museum. And then my other job is to take what our scientists you are at the back and translate that for the public. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's all the fun stuff. All right, the fun stuff. I mean, if you're going to have a job, it might as well be the fun stuff. An email from Ben. He says, um, Pilko, in the introduction, you said that um, uh, the uh, all the photographers of all ages, all skill levels and nationalities uh, will submit images of fauna and flora or landscape here in Australia, New Zealand and New Guinea. He said, you also mentioned Antarctica. Surely to goodness, you don't get a lot of uh, admissions, uh, uh, photographs from Antarctica. Can you please ask your guest that question, Pilko? No, we don't get a, a huge number from Antarctica. It does actually depend. Some some years, the Australian Antarctic Division will take artists and photographers down down to Antarctica, down to to the Australian station, um, and we have had entries from uh, from international um, photographers. Uh, station in other parts of Antarctica, so for example, you know, Italy or or one of the other stations, America. Um, so we don't get many, but the ones that we do get, you know, by and large are just absolutely spectacular. But when we say Antarctica too, we're sort of, sort of talking about everything that's sort of between the bottom of Tasmania and Antarctica as well. Right up. Um, so anything in that region. Yeah, I'd imagine that if you got something from the Antarctica, uh, Antarctic region, it would get a, a, a fair bit of looking at. The judges would think, this is different. This is something that we don't see every day. Uh, let's have a close look at it. Absolutely. And similarly, when we get some of the images from New Guinea, are just sort of spectacular. They're species that we don't see every day. And, um, you know, and it, and it's everything, you know, it's a, it's not just the skill. It's, it's just everything. The composition, you just can take a happy snap and get it right, you know, and it's, and it's just a wonderful thing that it's kind of open to everyone. It's not just professional. Right. Uh, a question from Carol sending us a text. Uh, she said, um, uh, Pilko, would you please ask your guest? Uh, well, our guest is uh, Justine Van Murek, who's the Museum Head of Publicity, Engagements and responsible for all of the fun stuff down there at SA Museum. That's the job to have. You're going to have a job down there. Carol's question is, uh, with a text, what's needed to enter? Do you need to be a professional photographer or registered with uh, perhaps the photographer, the photographer? Association to actually enter. Can you enter as an amateur effectively is what Carol's question is all about. 
You absolutely can enter as an amateur, and we even have um, we even have a category for our under 18s, which actually was won this year by a young man who's only 12 years old. 12 so years old. I, I don't think you could call him a professional photographer at 12. What did he? What was his photograph, Justine? Um, it was a fantastic photograph of a spider um, uh, on a on a tree, and it yeah. was basically a lichen spider sitting on lichens. And it's called "You Can't See Me." It's actually sorry, it was a girl, young girl called Georgia. And the more you look, the more the kind of the spider becomes apparent. It's just beautifully shot, um, you know, using Dad's camera, and you know, just happened to be in the Daintree National Park. So we have had. We've absolutely had amateur photographers. We have professional photographers, and we really encourage the young ones. Um, one of our one of our young ones that always enters every year, and unfortunately, I think this might be his last year, is um, Bob Irwin. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a frequent entrant in the competition. I think this is his last year as a junior, which is a bit sad. But we're hoping he'll move on to the onto the open competition next year. Right up. Ellison sends us an email on air here at five double a dot com dot au. Ellison with one L. Good on you, Ellie. Thank you for that. She says, um, uh, Justine. She said, what's in it for the museum from the point of view of uh, do you get a, a, an extra crowd coming to the uh, to the opening when it's open for a couple of weeks or a few months, whatever the case might be, or is this uh, something or other that's uh, uh, only professional photographers are interested in? Um, no, I think we do get, we get an amazing crowd of people, um, you know, and I think one of the things that it does do, and two categories in particular, one is um, threatened and endangered species, and the other one is our impact, and it really does highlight for people um, some of the issues that we're facing, um, particularly around extinction and species loss and efforts to conserve them. I mean, our impact is a category that, you know, it can be amazingly in, you know, educational, but also quite heartbreaking. This year it was won by a photo of a lizard that someone had attempted to post overseas in a post pack in Australia posted court. It's still alive. Um, and we're documenting it, you know, basically to sort of, they'd caught it before it had gone out over in a post pack, which is just amazing. Um, and it really does bring some of those issues to the fore that our research scientists are dealing with trying to, promote species um, species conservation. It's a, it's a quarter to two. We're talking with uh, Justine Van Murich, who's the SA Museum's Head of Publicity Engagement and all of the fun stuff. Uh, this is from Melanie. She said, are all of the photographs uh, of recent times always in colour or do you get a few wonderful black and white submissions, Justine? We actually have a category for black and white called oh, monochrome. Right. Yeah, and it's, you know, every year we sort of, we we sort of say, oh, you know, will people still do people still do black and white photography? Will people still submit them? And it was that was one of the reasons it was lovely to have Stavros this year because he does have such a great eye for black and white. And um, <laughs> well, he's and we old, you see, he's absolutely old. spectacular <laughs> ones. The winning photograph was actually a gentleman from Victoria called Jeff Freestone, and it was a smoke cloud that was coming from one of the bushfires, which. It, you know, it would seem a bit strange to have a kind of black and white bushfire photo, but it's a really, really evocative, evocative picture. I mean, Stav Pippos has been around. I mean, when colour first arrived, I think as Stav said, now this will never take off. We'll, uh, we'll stick to black and white. We're back in a moment or so. You've got a question. By all means, give us a ring. Send us a text or an email. It's just a little after a quarter to two now. Each Tuesday afternoon on Rowie's Sports Show, AFL icon and Hall of Fame legend Kevin Sheedy joins Rowie to discuss all the key AFL issues. Thanks to BL Ship. A South Australian institution looking after SA's hydraulic and pneumatic needs for over 70 years. 
Discover why so many retirees are choosing to live well with Aveo at a free spring morning tea event from Tuesday the 7th to Friday the 10th of September. Come and enjoy a free morning tea, explore our communities, tour the display homes, discover the facilities and activities and chat to our friendly team. With events across Adelaide, there's sure to be one near you. To RSVP, search Aveo Open House today. All events will operate with a COVID safe plan. Up to 50% of King Mattresses and Ensembles now at Harvey Norman. That's right. Bigger the size, bigger the deal on selected Australian-made mattresses and ensembles. Up to 30% off double, up to 40% off queen and up to 50% off King Mattresses and Ensembles. Our range includes the best names in Australian-made mattresses from Sealy Posturepedic, King Coil by AH Beard, Sleepmaker and Beautyrest. Up to 50% off King Mattresses and Ensembles. Bigger the size, bigger the deal on selected Australian-made mattresses and ensembles in-store only. Now at Harvey Norman. Oscar, Penny, Hercules, Horatio. If dogs are a part of your family, you'll want to keep your family protected. Jasmine, Jenny, Harley. Symparica Trio gives dogs fast and effective protection from fleas and ticks, deadly heartworm and intestinal worms. A simple monthly chew that keeps your dog safe from deadly parasites inside and out. Who wants to go for a walk? So if you're a dog person, you'll want Symparica Trio. Protection from fleas, ticks, intestinal worms and heartworm. I'm Cathy Nagel, the Chief Executive of Western Hospital Henley Beach. Are you looking for a unique healthcare hub to cater for a wide range of your medical needs? Look no further. Western Hospital offers a myriad of services from GPs to radiology, pathology and a range of specialists operating within the hospital. So why travel to different locations for your care? Western Hospital, your hospital that cares. For more information, visit westernhospital.com.au. Many of us grew up on quad bikes and we still love them. But a few years back, we started migrating to the utility, the comfort and manoeuvrability of the mid-sized two-seat side-by-side and the genuine safety benefit they offer. And now it's happening in droves. 22 years of Polaris Ranger development mean these American-built workhorses remain at the front of the queue. So tow more, carry more, haul, heave and hunt and get into a Polaris dealer and see if maybe mid-size is your size. Hi, I'm Will Chapman from Goldsboro Financial Services. If you've been let down by your investment fund or superannuation and its advisors, put your financial future in the hands of an advisor who wants you to get a better outcome. Our clients have been recommending Goldsboro for 25 years. You can rely on our team of trusted professionals to put your interests first. We take the time to get to know our clients and their families because we believe that great futures are built on strong, lasting relationships. Goldsboro, for all your tomorrows. Goldsboro Financial Services, AFSL number 225330. Some brothers are famous for kicking goals. We're famous for our incredible range of craft beer, small batch, premium wines and spirits. Discover a new drop you can't find anywhere else. Or mix and match any six-pack of beers and get 10% off. Booze Brothers, The Only, Avenues Shopping Centre, Mile End Hotel and the Duck Inn at Coromandel Valley. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. 
This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, smack on 10 minutes to uh, two. A lovely afternoon out there. A lot of cloud around the place, but there's uh, there's no mention of rain, so uh, fingers crossed the good weather as we head into spring will continue. Our guest for this half hour is uh, Justine Van Murica. Justine is the museum, the SI Museum's head of public engagement and is responsible for managing things like exhibitions and programs, uh, both uh, interstate, interstate and internationally, as well as uh, managing the museum's front of house and, as she says, doing all of the uh, all of the fun jobs is what it's uh, basically all about. And uh, for the last 16 or 17 years, the SA Museum has welcomed photographers of all ages and skill levels and nationalities to submit images of fauna and flora or landscape here, up in uh, Papua New Guinea and even down in the Antarctic and New Zealand. And this year's competition, the judges include a whole lot of people, husband and wife team, and also uh, staff pip-ops. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier on, Justine, that uh, the number of entries you've received this year is the, the second highest number ever. Uh, how many are we talking about? How many individual entries are you talking about? Um, this year we got 2,206 entries. Really? Um, from 17 countries. From 17 countries? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, judging is a big job. I reckon it would be two thousand two hundred and six entries. When you say seventeen countries, we're talking about obviously here, uh, New Zealand. I'd imagine from the United States. Did you get any entries from uh, from countries that took you a bit by surprise? Um, uh, we did actually. You know, we we always get um, entries from photographers, particularly overwhelmingly in Australia and New Zealand. But this year we got a beautiful entry from a photographer in Italy, um, which was. Uh, taken it actually in Indonesia, just just up off the coast of Papua New Guinea, yeah. and it's a tiny, tiny octopus that is actually has taken up residence in in a tiny, tiny shell. Um, and you know that was Franco Tully from Italy, and it's always great to see those international entrants, and they always surprise us every time by where they come from and the subjects that they take. And Justine, you said that the exhibition opened on the 27th of August and will go through until the weekend of the 31st of October. Uh, is there an admission price to come in and, and what hours is it open? There is. We're open every day, 10 till 5. Yeah. Uh, adults are $10, uh, concession members are $7 and kids under 13 are free. Um, and also our members enjoy free exhibition entry to every single exhibition that we put on. Right, now you go along somewhere between uh, 10 o'clock in the morning and 5 in the afternoon. Are the people there to actually uh, explain to you what some of the uh, what some of the photographs are all about? We, we do have a series of workshops coming up with some of our photographers um, and they will be um, part of uh, several events, both for school holidays and for adults, where they talk about their photography, which is always really wonderful to get it sort of straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Um, and every year we also produce a series of videos with some of our scientists talking about some of the specimens, um, some of the species that are depicted in the photographs, and they're also translated into Auslan, into sign language. Right. So, yeah, we do provide those sort of levels of interpretation and those events where you can get a little bit closer than than you otherwise might. Tom sends us a text, uh, T from T. He says, Pilka, can you ask your guest, well, our guest is the uh, SA Museum's Head of Public Engagement and all of the good fun things, uh, Justine Van Murick. Tom's question for you, Justine, is uh, over all of these years, has there been a favourite photograph that you still remember, one that kind of really hit home for you, even though you're not on the judging panel? Um... I think overall of the years, I mean, one of the things that always makes us laugh every year is that there's always a, there's always a wombat 
A wombat. Um, there's always a wombat in snow <laughs> for some reason, and we and we quite we'll quite often sit there through the judging process and wait for the wombat to turn up, you know, and then all go yay when it turns up. <laughs> um, but but this year there was one photograph where we all just sort of you know that we we sort of help the judges sort through and take notes as, as they talk. There was one photograph which was actually runner up in the our impact category, and it's a bag of disposable face masks that some little crabs have taken up residence in. <laughs> And the minute it came on the screen, we all just laughed and went, well, it doesn't that just sort of sum 2020 up in a nutshell. It's a bag of face masks with a crab living in it. Um, So I think that one will probably stay with me for some time because it just, it was just, a moment where we just all burst into laughter. Yeah, the photographer. I mean, it's a fantastic image, but yeah, know, it just summed the whole year up. Uh, the photographer was obviously in the right frame of mind, in the right place at the right time. Randy's text, uh, all right, uh, not not so much offish. He said, uh, with uh, with some of the photographs uh, uh, depicting uh, you know fauna, fauna and flora and landscapes and animals, have any of them uh, been of a, of a violent sort of a nature, especially those involving animals? I wouldn't imagine they get into the exhibition with. No, I mean, certainly our rules forbid any kind of interference, so there should be absolutely no interference by the photographer with the animals. But I have to say this year there is actually a great photo of two juvenile wallabies having a bit of a scrap. Um, So, yeah, there's a bit of violence between animals, but certainly not between photographers and animals in any way. Um, So, yeah, no, occasionally they do capture those moments where, you know, there is fighting between, between species for dominance. Yeah, I mean, this is great for the for the SA Museum because it gives you a recognition and it gives you publicity right throughout the world. You say that there's something like a well, this year alone, you've uh, you received what two thousand two hundred and six extraordinary uh, exhibitions entries, and from something like seventeen countries. And the one from Italy was that the, the, the first one you've uh, received from that country? No, actually, Franco has entered before. Um, there's a beautiful one from Sweden, which was taken in Tasmania of a of a Tassie devil. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things that when we do advertise the competition, we advertise as widely as possible. But then when the competition happens, um, because I also look after our communications and marketing, we've had uh, picture inquiries from National Geographic Spain, from um, French Nature Journal. I think more so than ever because people can't travel. They're looking for those images. Yeah, so. Yeah. The images are just spreading so far around the world that it's it's just every day we get another inquiry and we're always amazed by people who just want to see the images. Justine, before we have to leave you, apart from this uh, photographic, this uh, geographic, Australasian geographic nature photograph of the year, what are some of the other things going on at the museum at the moment? Well, we're gearing up. We're hoping that things kind of stay as they are at the moment. We're gearing up for a full program of events as we head in towards school holidays. Um, we've got our adults-only event on the 17th of September. The last two sold out. The next one's probably going to be no exception. And and those are uh, events where we kind of... We let the adults take over the museum. You can wander with a glass of wine in your hand. You can oh. listen to scientists and bands. Now and, you're talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I tell you what. It's, it's a fun experience if you haven't had it before. It's from everyone from 18 to 80. Um, the, and this one is called Metamorphosis, and it's about bugs. We're going to be eating bugs. 
Jesus. Um, we're going to be learning about bugs. Nah, um, nah, we're nah, going to nah. be handling bugs. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a bit different. Justine, thank you for the time this afternoon. Congratulations on the work that you do. That's uh, Justine Van Murick, who's the uh, South Australian Museum's Head of Public Engagement and responsible for all of the fun things down there at the SA Museum. Back after the 2 o'clock news on an altogether different topic, we'll be talking pets with Dr Derek McNair from the Norwood Vet Clinic over there on the parade. You've got a question about your pets. Here's the opportunity of talking to the man himself right after the news at 2 o'clock. Go via-